welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back for those of you who have joined us before and to those of you who are brand new. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. We appreciate your time and we will do our best to make sure we don't waste your time. We are going to be doing segment number three, you're the problem. What does that mean? That doesn't mean I'm sitting here to tell you how wrong you are. It's empathy training. Look, we know as therapists that empathy training is is going to improve our ability to empathize in the world to look at things from different perspectives. So I started this segment just a a few weeks back and I want to see how long I keep it going. Hopefully with good feedback from all of you, I'll keep this part of the the podcast going with some frequency. I'm going to use an HBO show today uh, called The Last of Us. This is uh, an intriguing show. If you like apocalyptic movies, uh, this one definitely, or, or shows, it definitely is going to get you. It, it's got great character development. In this particular scene, there is a woman named Marlene. There is a man named Joel. And in the background, when you will not see in this particular video, there is a teenage girl named Allie. I'm going to tell you a little bit of backdrop for each of them. Then we're going to hit the play button, let you see it. And then we're going to talk about how we can empathize. Now, this is a made up movie. It's based on a post-apocalypse zombies. Um, and in this particular uh, situation, this, this show was based off of a video game which is really kind of a cool concept in my opinion. All right. So the woman in the clip, her name is Marlene. She is, was the friend of Ellie's mother. Now Ellie has a really interesting backstory. Okay. Ellie was born in the the midst of the uh, zombies coming. Uh, Ellie's mom was bit as Ellie was being born. And that turns out to be significant because somehow or another, Ellie has developed this immunity to the bites of the zombies. And that's a big deal because nobody else has that immunity. And they are hoping that they can figure out a way in which they can uh, take Ellie's gift and distribute it to the rest of the people so that others can be immune as well. All right. So that's the backdrop there. Marlene promised to protect Ellie when her mom was dying and Joel is the other character in here. And he has been Ellie's protector as Ellie has gone all the way across the country in order to speak to a doctor, you know, figure out a way for this immunity to be transferred to everybody else. So that's a little bit of the backdrop. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time doing the spoiling of the whole thing. It's got great character development. If you are interested, it is much less about zombies. It's totally, it's got zombies in it, but it's much less about zombies and more about the drama and the character development. If you are interested in watching it, absolutely is a a, a good show um, in, in the sense that uh, it does a good job of developing those characters. Um, I, I don't know if you're into zombies or anything like that. So I don't want to presume that you're going to enjoy it, but there's your backdrop. Here we go.
You are the one person I never wanted to be in debt to. But I owe you. We all owe you. Just take me to her. I can't. She's being prepped for surgery. What surgery? Our doctor. He thinks that the cordyceps in Ellie has grown with her since birth. Why is she in surgery? It produces a kind of chemical messenger. It makes normal cordyceps think that she's cordyceps. It's why she's immune. He's going to remove it from her, multiply the cells in a lab, produce those chemical messengers. And then we can give it to everyone. Okay, so for those of you following along on YouTube or Rumble, you got to see this part. Essentially, she's saying, we think we figured out how to get this to everybody so everybody can benefit. But it's in her brain. Following along, we'll see what's going to happen. He thinks it could be a cure, Joel. A cure. Cordyceps grows inside the brain. It does. So at that moment, Joel realizes what this means. This means she's not going to survive. She may be able to save everybody, but she's going to have to die in order to do it. Find someone else. There is no one else. We didn't tell her. We didn't cause her any fear. There no. won't be any pain. No, you take me to her. You take me to her right now. Oh! Oh! <sighs> Please, you don't understand. I do. I was there when she was born, Joel. I promised her mother that I would save her child. I promised. So I do understand. I'm the only one who understands. I'm sorry. I have no other choice. And for today's purposes, that's where we're going to end it. Now, please, uh, a little plug for HBO and this particular show. If that intrigued you, go watch it. I'm not here to you know, plug any particular show. I look for these scenes where I can capture empathy and challenge, right? Because when we encounter really difficult situations, putting empathy in those, that is the most important place to put empathy. And so I wanted to use this because it creates a lot of opportunity for us to talk empathy. So let's start with Marlene. For those of you who've been following along, you know my pattern here. I'm going to start with Marlene. Marlene is the woman. She was there at Ellie's birth and she promised to protect this child. She's weighing something and she believes she has no other option. So my question would be, is that true? Now, we don't have the answer to that. We don't have the answer because, you know, it depends on the playwrights and all that stuff. It's a, it's a show. It's, a, it's not real. But in our life, we encounter those kinds of challenges where we think momentarily that we have no choice. 
None whatsoever. Do you have a choice to call in sick when you're not up for going for work, even though you're not sick? Should you do that? Should you let go of that moral graft? In this situation, obviously to a much more extreme case, she's weighing the lives of everybody on the uncertainty that the death of one might work. They don't know. They think they know. It's not a certainty. So what do you do in a situation where you're not sure you can really come with a definitive answer? Can you empathize with Marlene in that situation? Thinking like, wow, she's she's weighing really difficult situation and another extremely difficult situation. And she's trying to find her way. She doesn't know for sure. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But you got to do something. No decision is a decision. So in this situation, what do you do? I can see how it would be really tough to be Marlene. I also see why Joel would be upset. Flip the narrative. What if it is going to work? Can you empathize with Marlene and say, hmm, maybe, maybe what she's doing is actually for the greater good? course you can. And if you can't, you might be the problem. Now with Joel, Joel's just spent a bunch of time protecting Ellie, protecting her from all kinds of evils, from zombies to uh, men who are uh, trying to take advantage of her, to uh, these different towns with all these Weird social rules in place in order to protect themselves from the zombies or from other people who have become very dangerous as well. And now, all of a sudden, he's at this precipice where he's thinking, she's going to die on my watch. I brought her all the way here just so that she dies. What the heck was that all about? Why did I do all of that? And what are my options? He's placed a ton, ton of value on Ellie. Matter of fact, many times he's placed more value on Ellie than on other people. Having to make decisions along the way where he killed other people to protect her. But that was his role, right? He was the protector. So what do you think he's going to do in this scene? Well, as it goes, he decides he has to protect her. He decides to put that role in front of all the other potential roles he could take. Is that right? You could make a case that that's right. You protect children, right? But Can you be overly protective? Can you protect a child that doesn't need protection? Or can you protect a child 
at risk of harming many adults. We see these scenarios. Can you empathize with both of those sides or all of those sides, actually? Because if you can't, you might be the problem. And we have a third person to empathize with here. In the background, we have Ellie. Now, Ellie's being prepped for surgery. There's lots of questions here. Uh, you know, what I didn't show you in the scene was that Ellie has no idea that she's going in for this surgery to die. She's none. They sedated her. They put her out. And they, you know, for all intents and purposes, the argument could be made that she's going to serve the greater good and it's going to happen relatively peacefully. You could make that argument. But she's going to die. Right now we've, we've picked a scene that incorporates death as the ultimate and we empathize with people who are going to die. So my question here, which side are you on? Do you take Marlene's side, Joel's side or Ellie's side? And if you take Ellie's side, I guess you're asking the question, what, why not just ask her, are you willing to die to try to save the rest of us? They didn't do that. You had Marlene and the doctor who made one decision. Joel, who clearly is about to make a totally different decision. And then you have Ellie. Ellie's helpless, unconscious, and a child. A teenage child, but a child. What side do you take? And why? What assumptions did you make to take that side? Did you assume that Ellie needs protection above everybody because she's a child? Did you assume that Marlene has as much to lose as anybody? And so she might be in the, the, the driver's seat knowing the best? Or maybe you took Joel's side. Hey, he has served as her protector all along. But what assumptions did you make? Think about your assumptions. What morals would you be willing to give up? Let's say you take Marlene's side. Are you really willing to give up a child? For the possibility, not even a guarantee, but for the possibility of saving the world? That's a big ask. That's a big ask. How about if you're Joel? Are you willing to potentially kill a doctor and a whole bunch of people who have determined that this is the best option they have to save the world? Are you willing to risk that or potentially even your own life just trying to get there? What about Ellie? Is Ellie a victim? Is Ellie helpless? Could she have made a decision like this on her own? We don't know because they didn't ask, but what morals would you be willing to give up? If you were Ellie, would you be able to say, if my life might save everybody? Take me. I'm yours. 
that sacrificial love and appreciation and respect for all of the others? I don't know. That's a tough one. But these are the questions you have to ask if you're going to truly empathize. Now, I'm not telling you you have to go to HBO and watch this, but the next scene gets really violent. And I'm not going to tell you how it plays out exactly. Because that's not the point. Not for what we're doing here. We're taking on empathy and asking ourselves, are you the problem because of the assumptions and the biases that you have? If you're the problem, you got to make a change. Thanks for joining us. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information. 